You are listening to The Bob and Kevin Show with Bob Badybar and Kevin Gieszewski. Each week we cover relevant tech and social issues related to technology. Our website is bobandkevin.show. And our episodes can be found virtually on any podcast network. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for Bob and Kevin Show. Bob and Kevin show that other guy on screen or that other voice you'll hear momentarily that guy's gonna introduce himself I'm Kevin how you doing man ah it's Friday I'm so happy but you know I look forward to Fridays and Disney plus is part of the reason do you want to know why (sighs) WandaVision WandaVision and prior to that Mandalorian so, man, uh, WandaVision's... Oh, you stack them back to back, huh? Well, just the season of Mandalorian, season two ended uh, not all that long ago, and it was nice to be able to segue right to WandaVision. And so the whole family's actually into WandaVision and Mandalorian, so kudos to Disney Plus for providing something that doesn't require me to say, hey, kids, this one's only for mom and dad to watch, which is basically what Netflix is anymore. Yeah... Their stuff, it is kind of interesting that Netflix stuff has kind of migrated to, what do you call it? Probably rated R for the most part, right? <laughs> well, growing up, I think it was like, hey, what's on Skinamax, you know, or Showtime, <laughs> you know? Now it's just like, oh, we call that Netflix now. So, yeah, because a lot of stuff's like pretty, I don't know, mature on Netflix anymore these days. My kids do watch some Netflix but I'm telling you, YouTube is king still for my kids. They are constantly watching YouTube. What about uh, what? What's the current temperature at the Beatty Bar household? What are you guys watching streaming wise? Uh, we actually, it's funny that you brought up uh, Disney Plus because we are currently giant Wandavision fans right now as well. But we are also watching. So true confessions, take away my nerd card right now. Um, I kind of poo-pooed the Marvel universe at the beginning of things. And so the Beatty Bar household, well, those of us that are living here in Boulder are watching the uh, Marvel movies in timeline order. Don't know if I mentioned that on a previous episode or not. So No, I don't think so. We just finished uh, Guardians 2 last night. Oh, I so. love the Guardians series great music yeah we actually really enjoyed it as well i mean like the whole blend of space but earth and the earth comedy and god drax he's hilarious so (laughs) so many good characters yes excellent yeah so wandavision and the um movies our our standbys if we want to giggle though we'll go back and watch episodes of new girl so hmm I'm, I'm looking. I don't know if you guys have experienced that. No, uh, is that with Zoe Deschanel or however you say her name? It is. It is. She looks so different from her days in Elf. But uh, oh yeah, that's something we talk about pretty regularly too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely don't like the blonde version. I definitely like the natural brunette. But here I go, sounding like I'm reading <laughs> an actress on a podcast. So I really like Zoe. She was. She's been a lot of. Uh, movie she was in hitchhiker's guy of the galaxy which wasn't a great movie but again I, anyway so um yeah uh i'm i'm still um 
I've been watching a lot of foreign Netflix stuff, so you get a lot of foreign stuff on Netflix. So I think I'm watching a, a crime drama, uh, something, something Berlin, Babylon, something like that. Not too bad. Um, yeah, do, I think we've talked before. You you watch some foreign language ones, don't you? Yeah, I tried to watch that one. Oh, the Russian one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the uh, sex dolls. Was that the one? Yes, I, I didn't make it. Murder story. Yes, terribly deep into that one, but yeah. Uh, I think I got all the way through that one. Yeah, I'll make it all the way through an episode, or or not an episode, a series, regardless of the language. Yeah, I'll read subtitles the whole time. It's just got to be good, compelling. Um, oh, speaking of what's new and on TV or Apple TV, if you will, For All Mankind season two has been released, and we've been that's watching the that. one. Alternate that's the one universe. about if we lose the space race, right? Yes. So, of course, spoiler alerts. Um, you know, they, they kind of go through headlines and it's like, wait, that's not what really happened. But that's kind of like the, the the gist of the show. It's kind of like America in the 60s, 70s and, and well, it's 60s and 70s for now. But it's just like these alternate timelines, like the current season. Yes, I know it's a spoiler, but Reagan uh, defeated Jimmy Carter and is president several years ahead of what it would be in our timeline. So stuff like that. It's kind of cool. Interesting. All right, Bob, we should probably start talking about some nerdy tech stuff. What do you think? It's been a busy, uh, it's been a busy time since we last did this little record thing. So, um, where do you want to start? Um, the one thing catching my eye right now is Apple versus Facebook. And to recap kind of the drama out there, we've got Apple uh, teasing that they're going to release updates. I'm assuming it hasn't gone out yet, but Tim Cook's basically like, so check this out. Facebook, apparently there's nothing that's not too private that they're not willing to share and make a buck on. And Facebook's like, whoa, hold on. Shocker. that's not true. We need target. You know, we just want to target people's ads. And so Facebook's like, oh, cool. Well, we're just going to let people know that you're being tracked. And if they want to be tracked, cool. They just hit a button. Yeah, cool. Facebook can track me. Of course, Facebook's like, uh, no, because that's that's going to cut into our revenues because we prey on unsuspecting people not knowing how technology works. And you're not helping us, Mr. Apple, Tim Apple. Actually, that's not how Mark said <laughs> it. Tim Apple. He uh, <laughs> said it in a in a sort of quote, Tim Cook saying, uh, Facebook's being very glib about uh, this, which is a really succinct way of saying disingenuous and untrustworthy about the whole thing. Of course, Facebook's like, we're going to hurt peep small businesses because their targeted ads won't go to people, of course. Apple says, hey, you know what you can do if you're a user? You can say, yeah, I want targeted ads. Push this button. And then that's that's kind of like a moot point, Mr. Zuckerberg. So just let's start there. So I think they kind of released I think they kind of released phase one of this whole Apple is secure um with one of their more recent, I think 14 dot something releases, if I'm getting these numbers right. Um when you have an app now, it will alert you to the app accessing your local network. Like you have to green light it to access your local network first. I don't think they've introduced the granularity on the app level yet, but like if you were to download Facebook today to your phone, 
and launch it, it would ask you if you allow it to access your home network, which is kind of interesting. I mean, why would you download an app? I guess there are apps that you don't think would access your network. But anyway, I think that's step Maybe, one. Maybe, but I, I think most people are using a mobile device for the whole connected portion of that. So, yeah. hey, I'm using this. That's one thing I, I think would be more useful, and maybe this happens because I download an app for my Android that it deals with background threads. So when you're not using the app, if it's not in the foreground, you're not actually using it, it will blacklist or deny any background traffic because the insidious thing about Facebook is, you know, they'll they'll have their SDK and make it available to a free app and that free app ships everything off to Facebook. Of course, there's a lot of ways around that. So you can so the the naive approach is, is obviously Facebook sending to face some server.facebook.com and the in the firewall can go, ah, oh, obviously I can read the word Facebook or known servers of Facebook and go there. However, you can easily get around uh, such things by using a C name and a DNS, basically say, ship it to my domain, Bob and Kevin show. Dot com and then we'll laterally transfer it over to Facebook, you know, behind the scenes. Right. So there's that. So you can totally get around that sort of thing. However, um, I am curious to know what their they meaning Apple's update is doing specifically to block air quotes tracking because it's like a damn chess match. Oh, you're going to do this, Apple. Well, we're going to do this, and you know. So I would like some details. Well, the question that I was going to ask before we even got to that level is, so from a user perspective, um, cookie laws have been out for a while around the globe in various different forms and fashions. And one of the things that has been coming to light in the last six to 12 months is cookie management as a service. Have you seen these sites where, you know, you can basically embed a script code in your HTML and it outsources the actual cookie pop-up message and then the management of the different aspects of your cookieing um, as a remote service. Like I think cookie.jar or whatever. Like there's all kinds of different services. Have you seen those lately? I haven't. I'm struggling to understand. who. So who does this benefit? Me and you or somebody who's looking to make some cash? Well, who it benefits is... I'm a small agency and we manage a bunch of sites and we want to be cookie compliant and give users the ability to manage which scripts are tracking them, et cetera, from the website perspective. But we mm. don't want to, or have the resources of developers to build all that functionality. We go to, you know, cookies, cookie management for my site.com embed their script and they handle it all for you. I, okay. But the question, the question, the question part, have you seen these detailed cookie pop-ups where you can like allow marketing or disallow marketing or only use the essential cookies? Because <laughs> uh, I started to kind of see these because the the last one you mentioned, the Lego website, yes, yeah, I'm a Lego junkie. They started having two buttons now, accept all cookies or the other one says, accept just the ones we need. And I'm just like... Really? We're starting to mince these up now. This is well, amazing. Well, that's another, that's another flavor for sure. But some of the cookie management as a service sites actually strip it down to like you could disable Google Analytics because basically that is, you know, marketing related. Or you could disable uh, ad click or double click or, you know, whatever the ad network name of the du jour is. 
But I guess my big question for you and for users or listeners in general, um, do you find yourselves doing the customization or do you just say accept? I do somewhere in between. Some websites, I just want to clear the damn box. I hit accept. Let's just be honest. But in general, I have my browser, which is Brave, do all the heavy lifting because you can just tell Brave. Right. But, you know, so rather than be cookie as a service, yeah, I get that. But I'm going a step higher in the browser itself. And the browser says, nope, sorry, Google Analytics. Kevin blocked this one. Nope, sorry, whatever. And it can already target all these things. Right. But I think that you as a consumer are not the norm user. when it comes to right. that. Yeah. So then these cookies as a service for developers, they're also not for pers- the people, they're for the websites to kind of help manage that process. But you're probably saying, Bob, that's not what we're fucking talking about. We're talking about Apple and the permission-based levels granular <laughs> on an app basis. Well, the reason why I started talking about this is because I think that most users much like this cookie management thing are just going to say, yep, I just want to clear the box. Mm-hmm. I want to use Facebook. So yeah, th- it this takes is what I got to do. Of the screen. Gosh, go away. <laughs> I was reading this article, you know, right. Or Apple's going to present it as almost like a paywall before using the app. So I think most people are still going to say, mm. yep, let it all in or out. As I, the case may be. I will. <laughs> Yeah, because I've been I've been kind of researching similar sort of things recently with terms of service and whatnot. You know, when the terms of service box comes up, you basically have two choices. Agree or go away. <laughs> you know, there's is really not an in-between state. And if Facebook simply presents it as if you want this app to work, you have to hit okay. I mean, my Android already started, it does that. If I download an app. And it says, first thing it says, hey, I need access to your camera because it's a whatever app. If I say no, it's basically like, okay, well, I guess this this was pointless, you know, because I, I, I need the camera. <laughs> so Facebook could simply just say, you know what? If you don't accept this permission on your phone, I just won't let any of the things work. And then, you know, people will be like, ah, oh, well, screw that. I don't care. I just need to talk to grandma on Facebook and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I, I don't know that this will work, but I'm intrigued. How about you? A hundred percent intrigued. Um, I think any lines that they can draw in the sand, you know, to, I mean, everyone who listens to the show knows that we're not necessarily giant fans of Facebook. Um, <laughs> so anybody who's drawing lines in the sand against them, I'm, I'm kind of all for it. Uh, but yeah, I, Will it make a difference? I don't, I think that, I think Facebook will just be able to kind of brush it off. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of brushing it off in Facebook, what have you read or seen about Facebook v. Australia? <laughs> so the gist of what I've been trying to learn on this is that Facebook is trying to play this hardball thing where... If you don't, is it, do they have to pay for the news service? This is where I get, but basically if you you don't play with our news, then we don't play with you. Yeah. So I think the Australian government said, Facebook, you need to pay the news outlets, the media outlets for use of their content. And then Facebook's like, oh, cool. We'll just not share it. Let you share any of that stuff. Your move. We just won't give you any news. Yeah. (laughs) And so on one hand, I'm like, okay, 
because there's different use cases here. Use case number one is I am the New York Times or the Australian Times, whatever it is, Sydney Times, and Sydney. I just the Sydney have a, Times. I have a Facebook page that went dark like immediately. Like you couldn't, they couldn't do anything on that because they were a news organization, and of course. Facebook collected up a bunch of organizations that didn't seem to be a news outlet, but just content providers, and they couldn't work because they said, oh, well, you were, we likely would have to pay you for this. And then I think the World Wildlife Foundation, the WWF, not the WWE, because they got the <laughs> F out. Um, so um, WWF, uh, they said, hey, you know, we're, we're shut down because of this whole Australian thing, and so you got user, you got news organizations like, hey, we didn't ask for this. We we like being on Facebook, and now we're shut down because of the law. And of course, uh, other people are like, hey, yeah, Facebook's putting us out of business because all you have to do is go to Facebook instead of the Sydney Times or the New York Times to get your information. Of course, we're going to segue to what's called the Splinter Net in a bit, but we'll wait for oh. now. Yeah. Well, before we get there? to SplinterNet and going on from there, uh, just a shout out to listener Timothy, your viewer Timothy on uh, Facebook. He said it's cookiemonster.com is what he said. So I okay. think that's one of the cookie management portals. I'm so, too afraid to pull uh, up a web browser to check it out, though. So, of course, <laughs> Google is involved in this Australian thing, too. They're like, here's some money. Let's just let's do some business. Here's some money. So um, the interesting thing about the Facebook decision is some people say, well, maybe this is the best decision for us consumers that Facebook could have made because they're starting to come to terms with the fact, something that we have talked about a lot. Facebook is not a social media company. Facebook is a, that's my cue to you, Bob. Oh, is they are content provider, content curator. They're, they are an advertising agency. Well advertising said, Bob. Agency. Damn it, I got that wrong. <laughs> Sorry, so I was trying to check on cookiemonster.com, and I think uh, listener Timothy is sending us a line of bullshit. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, we love all of our listeners. So, <laughs> um, so I, you know, this kind of doubles down with Facebook. Facebook is a social media sheep or wolf, or no, advertising <laughs> wolf in social media sheep clothing gosh way to screw up a metaphor Kevin. anyway um yeah so let me ask you bob should facebook be paying news outlets for their content yeah they should if they're going to use their content i mean if how oh, how stop is it there stop there define for me real quick i'm trying to paint you in a box define for me what use our content means well, if they report, so, all right, well, actually, before I define it, I want to take a giant step back. It's not just using their content. Um, it's basically Facebook being able to generate ad revenue from that content where a news outlet would be trying to do the same thing. So if Facebook is able to generate ad revenue by using that content, they should probably be passing that along to the news agency. All right, well, let's walk through this. the use cases. If the Sydney Times has a Facebook page and they put their news articles on there, should Facebook pay the Sydney Times? Say that again. Sorry, I was looking up cookiemonster.com. If, if, 
if the <laughs> Sydney Times has a Facebook yes. page, should Facebook have to pay them because they're sharing their own content on Facebook? No, because Sydney Times is actually using Facebook as an extra distribution vehicle without having to pay for it. Okay, next use case. A person named Sydney happens to share a link to the Sydney Times on their personal profile newsfeed. Should Facebook need to pay the Sydney Times in that use case? Can I answer a question with a question? Sure. Is it permissible if I pay for a Sydney Times subscription paper-wise and it comes to my front door... Is it permissible for me to transfer that to my neighbor? Um, in print, no. And okay, uh, you, well, you could you could let them have the paper. That's a transferable thing, right? Here's I'm yes. done with the Sunday paper. Here you go. If you photocopy it, actually, you're not allowed to. Okay, so if I transfer the entirety of the vehicle, that's fine. So wouldn't posting. Wouldn't Sydney posting a, or reposting an article from the Sydney Times be just like Xeroxing it? It wouldn't because there's, well, at least not here in America, because we have court cases that say a link itself is not content. So if Facebook were to pull in content from the link, and this is a very common thing, you know, you post a link and it unfurls, if you will, with the uh, open graph data, you know, image, first blurb. So, but the Sydney Times has to provide that typically. So, is Facebook doing anything wrong by simply letting Sydney post a link from any arbitrary place and pulling in the data that was meant to be uh, uh, provided with it as context? No, I probably don't think there's. I don't think there's any problem with that because okay. right. the Sydney Times is doing all that to promote their content. Correct, and I'm with you on that. So that's two use cases. The third use case is, is Facebook goes to the Sydney Times and scrapes all the shit off their page and, and puts it in a new section. That would, would be problematic. Would, okay. <laughs> I think, though, the Australian government said all three cases, and this is where I, I don't know, may constitute Facebook needing to pay. That's why they pulled the plug on all Facebook knee-jerk. So it's very possible the Australian government may not fully... Um, understand all the use cases humbly. So let me uh, let me turn it around to the Sydney Times, and I don't know if the Sydney Times exists, by the way. So I'm saying it as a fictional newspaper right. <laughs> or whatever. If it really exists, it's just my American ignorance. I, I'm sorry. So the Sydney Times has a website. You go there, and if they don't have a paywall, and they allow Facebook to scrape everything off there, um, are they? not trying hard enough to prevent screen scraping. Just asking. Yeah, but I don't like that whole, I don't like that slippery slope of blaming the victim at that point. Like, you know, you, you didn't do enough to keep your news from being scraped. That's not cool. Bob, if you're nude sunbathing and I take a picture of you from my property, with a really long telephoto lens, is that okay? Well, there's a lot to unpack there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but is but is that the same? Because basically, to scrape your news, I'm sending a robot 
onto your property to grab a copy of, make a photocopy of it at your residence. Yeah, I, so, I agree. So, you, I so, so if you, yeah, so you're sunbathing in your front yard. I'm not using a telephoto lens. I'm sending my robot dog with a with a photocopier attached to it, and I'm making a photocopy <laughs> of your junk in your front yard. It's <laughs> getting weird. Okay, all right. So I'm just what I'm trying to do here is just figure out what's the boundaries. What does ideal look like for for Bob and Kevin? And Laura, Laura, if you're it, listening, are you still, are you sure that you want us on are, your show? Is anyone still, is anyone still listening? <laughs> That's the question. So if, if, if I, okay, we own the Bob and Kevin show tech this week in tech version of the Bob and Kevin show, right? Uh, we would obviously actually, no. we called it something else. Cause we don't want the, this week in tech people to call and sue us right now. <laughs> That's true. Uh, this this uh, afternoon in tech or whatever. Anyway, it's the Bob and Kevin show media outlet. We would be pretty pissed if somebody came and screen scraped it all and all the traffic diverted from our website, which we're generating ad revenue potentially. And then um, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. And, then, and then all the traffic now goes to Facebook. And so what ends up happening is nobody comes to our website anymore. Facebook gets all the views, gets all the harvesting of information. And we're just left with nothing, no revenue. So that's the use case we need to guard against. If you ask me, right. would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. If I, I don't want to stop people from posting a link to the Bob and Kevin show page on Facebook. Do I? No, because that helps us. Cause that's kind of our word of mouth grassroots advertising. Right. Cause we want a link to be shared. That's just the nature of the internet. And then yes. we do have a, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> we do have a Facebook page, right? For the Bob and Kevin show. <laughs> yes, Kevin, we have a, we have a social media manager who manages the, uh, <laughs> Bob and That's Kevin you, right? Facebook page. That is me. <laughs> All right. Do we have any content on there? Um. Yeah. Actually, we are live streaming on that channel okay. right now. Wow. <laughs> ignorance. And ignorance I post, is bliss right now. And I post uh, the most recent episodes, and you know, I have this grand scheme to actually provide other content out there too. But we'll see how that goes. It's a 2021 do goal you, for me, sir. Do you expect? Facebook to pay us because we're using their service to live stream and therefore put content on their site. I would like them to. <laughs> I would too, but do you but expect But I don't expect it? them to. Okay. Hey, Me speaking either. of paying the bills, can I can I just interrupt you for a second cuz we, yes, we do you have may. to pay some we do have to pay some bills. Um Josh, sorry, we got a little caught up in uh in the conversation here, but uh today's episode of the Bob and Kevin show is brought to you by Beatty Bar Media. Beatty Bar Media is an online editing and production company that specializes in music, podcasts, production, and video services for creators of all backgrounds, including schleps like me and Kevin. Their efficient <laughs> and reliable services will save you time and stress on any project. Um, the stress thing is huge. If you're a creator and you listen to the show, and I do know that we have friends of the show that are creators as well, hiring someone else to handle your editing, um, just the, the back-end content management aspect of your show is just worth its weight in gold. And, uh, you know, we do throw a couple pieces of gold at Josh uh, every once in a while when he edits the shows when we record them. And that's a good segue into how we can help save you some gold if you want to use somebody like Beatty Bar Media to do your 
post-production, whether it's video, audio, you name it. Uh, Beatty Bar Media is offering a 10% discount on any new project for listeners of The Bob and Kevin Show. All you have to do is you go to www.bat-barr.media slash BK Show. That's Beatty Bar Media slash BK Show and claim a 10% discount off of your first project with Josh, uh, video editing, uh, they're doing, he's doing a lot of cool stuff with, uh, live remote video production in this era of COVID. So video audio from a remote standpoint and broadcasting that out, helping you get set up, uh, excellent consulting he's doing with a bunch of other podcasters as well. Their shows aren't nearly as cool as ours, but you know, you know, he, he'll do it and he'll help you get better. So what did I miss Kevin? We love you, Josh, and I believe um, he won't track you in any sort of way. He will just make you amazing content. And um, actually, no, it's 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 a uh, liberating experience to just produce the content. Hoping Facebook yeah. will buy it from us one day and not have to worry about it. <laughs> so Yes, to yeah. get back to what we were talking about, Facebook, we would like them to pay us for our content, but they don't. So what does that mean? It means they have poor taste or... Yeah, we'll just go with that. They have poor taste. Um, speaking of Facebook further, the Splinternet. Bob, you sent me an article about how... Oh, the, I hate the when the I send an article and I don't even remember. Oh, now I do. Okay. <laughs> all right, well, let me prime you a little bit here. So basically, rather than what we know is the World Wide Web, we seem to be more and more becoming part of the splinter net as they dubbed. Basically we're more and more in kind of bubbles. The content in China is obviously different than the content in America. No shocker there, but now it's starting to be even more regionalized where um, certain things aren't available. Now for power users like me and Bob, we can use a VPN and kind of cross borders. If you will, I actually had to use a VPN the other day to circumvent something. Um, but we're power users. Um, but this whole idea that the internet's this global thing is less and less um, true. Would you agree with that, Bob? Yeah, a hundred percent. So I know a lot of people who, when they think of the internet, and I'm thinking older people, they're really thinking what? Facebook. It's kind of yeah. like in the early days of the internet. You know, in 1995, Bob, if I said the internet, what was that really a pseudonym for? AOL.com. AOL. That's right. Good. I didn't even have to lead you too much there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's cyclical. We went from AOL is your bubble to look at all these things. And now Facebook's got you in their gravity well, and they just don't want to let go. So is, what would you prefer, Bob? Would you prefer a... Super wide open uh, internet, or would you prefer a more curated, regulated internet that I guess is safer? Scare quotes, safer. Yeah. For me, I feel like we're everything is cyclical. You know, everything old is new again, blah, 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 blah. You know, you mentioned AOL, which I thought was really good. Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, interesting that you brought it up and the fact that, you know, there is a subset of the world who thinks that the fa- that the Facebook, wow, that Facebook is the internet. Um, I think we might just be going back through this um, 
polarization or modularization of the internet again and maybe it will expand back out to be a holistic curated thing but i don't know or a holistic open thing instead of these curated silos but who knows well i can see older people for sure like being in a walled garden if you will because they don't have to really worry too much what they click on you know you and i growing up you know not more than 15 20 years ago we're like Dude, I don't know if I want to click that, but that's less and less of a problem, it feels like, these days, because most of the sites I go to are all legitimate, and you know, there's just there's just very low risk. How much and browsing I don't know if that's of the because, web do you do anymore, though? I mean, really? <sighs> Great question. More than I... More recently, and how is that? So, here, basically, let me allow you to... Uh, have insight to how to hack Kevin because if you, I mean, this is how you want to socially engineer me. Um, I do. So on this weekend and, and previous, like previous weekends, I'll, I'll do some music recording and a very popular thing to do is to download what's called a VST, which is uh, a type of virtual instrument for MIDI. And all of those MIDI things are always on sketchy looking websites. And then, you know, you gotta like dig through forums and whatnot. So, um, more recently than I normally have, but otherwise I think I kind of stick to the main stuff that I do, but, but let me ask you this. Am I sticking to that main stuff because I know better or because I've been kind of coddled and nurtured into going, Kevin, here's, here's the 10 websites you always go to. I mean, Amazon, you know, the local news, the national news. And that's basically Kevin's, you know, list of websites he goes to. I don't know. What do you think? I have a, this could be an aging thing. I mean, really, I have a, a routine, a little round the world that I do every morning where, you know, I'll check the, check the front page of CNN, check the front page of Fox just to see how like the two flips are. Oh man the two flips are doing it i've been doing that a lot too then i then i head on over to uh john hopkins website to check out uh some covid data for different regions that i like to check in on and then uh you know i just and then i come back to uh local cpr uh colorado public radio to kind of check in on some of those stories and then uh, I check and make sure the Bob and Kevin show still exists. But yeah, I'm very much in a <laughs> in a very tight little loop as well. So I don't know. I mean, is that uh, it? maybe it, there's some sub, subliminal? Go to these sites because you know you're in the safe zone, you know, or whatnot. Speaking of which, I've been going to uh, Fox News lately. Man, every headline is such innuendo. You know, I just, I just want to scream for the record. So is CNN. To be fair. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. To be fair, CNN as well. But when I go to CNN, I, I see a lot of the bullshit. I don't care about Trump anymore. Or, you know, scroll, scroll, scroll. I don't care. Hey, an actual news story. But then I go over to Fox news and I go, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Trump is the greatest. I get it. Uh, Ha ha ha. You know? Oh, look at that. Rush Limbaugh. Oh yeah. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Where's the fucking news on this website anyway? There's no more news on Fox News. Nope. Well, CNN's at least got a couple headlines worth clicking that aren't politics and we hate Trump. But going to Fox News, 
it's really uncomfortable. It's like CNN anchor gets slammed for X, Y, Z. I'm like, I don't care that you two have this like love hate relation. I don't care. I just want to know, like, did we land on the moon yet? Did, you know, how'd the Mars thing go? You know, all of these, that's what I'm after. I, I get it. We don't, we're in our camps about Trump and politics. Can, can we just have some like non aggressive headlines? They both do it, but CNN's at least got a couple things. Fox News, I, I can't find a single damn thing on it. Well, website. you got anyway, to remember, they're also reeling from a, a large personnel turnover, you know, because they they put so much stock in into a certain, you know, certain outcome of the world and they didn't get it. So they're they're kind of probably having to take a little bit of a giant step back and do some reeval because now they've got competition, too. So on that end of the spectrum. Yeah, it, it just feels like uh, it's turning more and more tabloidy, like headlines. I'm just like, I don't care, you know. Uh, and and the, the problem with that is tabloid headlines get clicked because yeah. they're clickbaity. And it will reinforce them to go, oh, we want more of this trash. We want more because the numbers say more trash, right? Well, it's, it's just not. Good. And it's funny that you bring that up because, you know, we started the conversation talking about Facebook and you know, th- you reminded me that my answer was wrong, that they are just a giant advertising company. <laughs> the algorithms don't give you outrage because the algorithms make that up. The algorithms give you outrage because that is what gets the clicks. And Fox News might not have an algorithm, yep. but they're not dumb, you know? So Yeah, the, the people know. Well, it, it's the standard thing with um, news organizations. It's not only what you put out there, it's what you didn't put out there. Or what you did put out there, what was the light you put on it? Because that's where all that editorial slant comes in. Anyway, I'm just so over politics. I'm so I'm I'm not over COVID yet because it's still a thing, but I'm over politics. I would like to I'd like it if the news organizations would just like talk about something useful anymore. But that's probably too much of an ask. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um in completely unrelated news, Bob, did you see any of the uh images and whatnot of the Mars landing yeah perseverance. I'm really glad you got to that because that was on my mental note for today too um well let me first go back to so you reminded me a couple days out from the landing you're like hey this is gonna happen and then you were like hey it's gonna happen at this time and I kind of you know took a little trip down memory lane and remembered when we did that live stream of the Falcon landing uh-huh. And I don't know if that yes. was the first one or not, but I think it may have been. Um, yep. And I was like, oh my God, am I going to get the same chills and the same emotion? And, and, uh, <laughs> well I did. So watching the Mars stuff. Oh, well nice. Yeah. Watching the Mars stuff. I mean, when you think about it, so many of those missions have so many people hours to like even get to the launch pad and then to send something into space traveling over a million miles a day, right? Because it was 300 yep. million miles in 200 and some days, right? It's going faster than my Ford Escort, yes. <laughs> but first of all, <laughs> just wrapping your head around a million miles a day. Like, think about it. If you get in your car and or you get in a plane so you can get to, you know, Denmark in eight hours or whatever, you know. But that's only really just, what, 10,000 miles? No, twenty. 15,000 oh, miles? About six. No, 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 no. Not even that. Because um, when I went to like the Middle East, it was 6,000 miles from here. Oh, 
Let's not bad. So, well, let, about half. let's say you went all the way around the yeah. world. What is that? 25,000, 26,000? This is the nerd in me, Bob. At what latitude? <laughs> let's go on the equator. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Big number. There. I think it's 26. <laughs> I think I remember that from a child. But anyway, that's just, that's just one time around the world. And that would take you, yep. that would take you at least a day. Well, and Perseverance didn't have to stop uh, at any sketchy rest uh, areas stations yes. to take a leak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so, so yeah, just so the emotion, you know, they entered the atmosphere, big sigh of relief, you know, the, the parachute deployed another big sigh of relief, the thing detached and landed exactly what, I mean, well, midway through it. Had, Allegedly. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> midway through it had to figure out how to land because it had AI on board to pick a landing spot. Right. And it just like, yes, it had a lot of if, the, if then else statements, yeah, yes. just a ton of, <laughs> but the whole thing was a giant if then else. And then it landed. Oh yeah. And to see all that hard work, like those people just like that release, I got choked up pretty quickly. Well, even, uh, even my kids, my 12 year old Jackson, he's, uh, asking me, because we've talked before, we've been to Kennedy Space Center in the last year, and you know, hey, you want to be an astronaut? Yeah, that'd be okay. He's going to space camp this summer, and you know, still kind of, hey, want to, you know, gonna go to, go to Mars? Yeah, it sounds cool. But after the Mars thing, he's he actually brought it up with me. Yeah, be an astronaut, be cool. How do you become an astronaut, Dad? I'm like, a lot of luck, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if you're trying to be an astronaut, I have no idea how to become an astronaut. Side note, if you uh, make those decisions and want to give uh, my son a career path to becoming one, please get in touch with Bob because clearly I have no idea how our social media works. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> so, but, but uh, you didn't no, was, get the was, same was, emotional rush, huh? Because I saw you nodding. Um, and not nodding, shaking your head. Yes. Oh, the Falcon 9 thing was, I think, amazing because it was real time and I knew it was real time where the Mars thing was a, a 15 minute delay. Yeah, you and kept harping on that. I was myself, like, golly, like, this is down here. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it annoys me just like some people, like I read a headline where like, you know, one day we'll be able to see this real time. I'm like, no, you can't. You can't overcome the speed yeah, of light. Like, Sorry. That's why it takes this yeah, long. It only you travels know. so fast. <laughs> yeah. So not going to happen. Um, but I did find like they, they encoded like messages in the parachute and they, they had the forethought of having a camera look up at the parachute, a camera look down at the rover. You know, they put, I believe, 4K cameras on the darn rover. You know, it's like, yes, that that's cool. Yeah, the footage um, footage is crazy. And that's exciting. Um, what's inevitable is people will be like, oh, it was on a soundstage and <laughs> that'll, that'll come, but I'm still excited for now because, um, you know, we have it there. What will really get me excited though, is when we start putting significant things in the orbit of both the moon and Mars so that we can start landing structures for humans. Well, yeah. So we always talk about, hey, let's go to Mars. Until we get structures in orbit or landed that will support human life, nobody should get excited that we're going to Mars anytime soon. But in that same regard, when this mission is done, they are going to take off from the surface, which is something that's never happened. So, I mean, there is going yeah. to be an attempt to come back. <laughs> Well, again, they'll they'll be able to skip all the rest stops uh, along the way and whatnot. 
And the the real shitter about that uh, coming back from uh, <laughs> Mars is you can only do it during certain windows of opportunity. And then nice segue, Bob, you gave me the idea. So Elon Musk was on Joe Rogan, right? And they were talking about several of these things where he had mentioned, he meaning Elon mentioned that when people go to Mars, they'll actually re- remember this, the cycle that brought them there because it's on the windows only open like every two years to, to make it to Mars with humans, you know, like the short window. Cause otherwise right, it's Mars is on the yeah. other side of the, right. Mars is opposite us on the other side of the sun, you know, it's just like, okay, this ain't possible. So when they get in the right spot, um, that's what people remember. Hey, I came in on the fifth cycle. I came in on the, the, the whatever cycle. I thought that was kind of a, a cool thing. Um, he also was talking about, you know, of course, Joe is prodding him about, hey, are we going to get there any, you know, with any other cool engines other than chemical engines, you know, and stuff like that. Solar sail. He's like, nah, fuck solar sail. I ain't going to work. <laughs> um, it's going to be chemical rockets for the foreseeable future. And of course, then, well, don't the aliens have this technology? Aren't there aliens? And of course, Elon's like, eh. I haven't seen him yet. And the best part of that episode was when Joe said, well, what happens if you find out there are aliens? He'd be like, hmm, yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be new information that we'd have to think about. <laughs> He's like, new information? <laughs> no shit. You know? He's a little bit of so, an oddball. Not going to lie. Which one? Uh, Elon, for Elon, sure. Elon, I assume you... Yeah. Um, they talked about 5G. They talked about everything in that episode. But to bring it back to Mars... Um, my son did ask me, hey, aren't we going to the moon? And as far as I know, we, we're supposed to be going in 2024. We're not a Trump thing. Hey, we're going to go to the moon in 2024. Yeah. Am I making this up? No, I think that's only three years from yeah. now. I haven't heard shit. But why? What's the point? I well, guess I've been be watching practice. from all mankind recently. It could be practice. I, I, I'm going to ask why try to live on Mars if you haven't tried to live on the moon? Right. That, that's and what I'm saying. Practice. Why? If you're going to sail to America and go, you know what? Let's skip America. Let's just keep going to Hawaii. <laughs> Why? <laughs> we got we got North America right here. Let's just let's conquer that first, shall we? So I think we should do the moon humbly first. Actually, there's probably benefits there to create a launch pad as well because it would take far yep. less energy to get off there, right? Yep, because Elon mentioned that too. He's like, you know, we spend most of our effort getting off of Earth. And then, you know, he said getting offers is actually not the hard part. Getting into orbit's the hard right. part because you got to be in the right trajectory and blah, blah, blah. So imagine if you had one sixth the gravity moon, you didn't have the atmosphere to deal with. Um, and somehow because of uh, the regolith and the stuff that's on the moon, you could potentially make your own rocket fuel on the planet, basically a gas station. You know, that unlocks a lot of things. And on top of that, you know, we've been watching, you and I have watched The Expanse a lot, and they have a moon base, which is totally awesome. <laughs> and then um, uh, For All Mankind has a moon base, which is totally awesome. Uh, it's probably a spoiler alert, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, I just think that would be amazing, you know, to one day start the idea that, well, we have people in, we have humans that have never been to Earth, you know ergo a baby born on the moon right 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 what does that mean what does that do to their body um you know 
can can you become president of this moon colony unless you were born there? You know, just it's just always like, oh man. But still, great. What is a great practice ground if we're looking to go branch oh, yeah. out to another planet? Why go three hundred million miles away when you know we've basically got a, a testing zone in our backyard? Yeah, and, and I mean, just think of the moon as just sheer resources i mean that's just a lot of resources i don't know what the moon's made of besides a bunch of cheese right. and dust I'm gonna say green cheese. but <laughs> i mean the people from wisconsin would be pissed if we ever actually you know can start moving stuff back and forth but i'm just saying oh segue uh on netflix there's a series and i can't remember what it's called but which is really bad radio <laughs> and bad podcasting. But the, th- the thing that they had on the show was basically a space elevator. So the people were going from uh, the ground to orbit in a space elevator. But there's so many thought experiments on, can you build a space elevator? What, you know, could it stand up to the rotational inertia of the earth? You know, the old thought experiment. If you had a satellite and you could lower a rope long enough down, what, you know, what would happen? Could you just grab onto it and then climb up? I think you can't, but we won't get into that. But the point is, is they had a space elevator and rather than it being pulled up on a cable, it was like a mag lift sort of thing. So it interacted with this like central beam of energy. Of course, it's all made up technology, but I'm like space elevator. Why does nobody ever take care of that one i mean we could just be like could be like a roller coaster you know like a amusement park ride just strap in and whoop you know it takes you straight up and then it just drops you down like you know old school ah, all the way down that would be so awesome nope. i mean I, be really would cold have voice left it'd be really cold yeah it would be anyway um i'm excited that we're doing mars stuff i'll be more excited if we do some moon stuff because i think the moon stuff is like more feasible and I, I would like to be able to live long enough to go somebody walked on the moon during my lifetime because Bob uh, I think the last person that walked on the moon was like 1971 and you're old enough well I was one to, to have at least been alive yeah. and it's 70 something so I may have got that wrong but it, it's been at least 50 years ish maybe it's 1970 itself but I actually haven't been alive for anyone to leave low Earth orbit. Every, you know, every space shuttle has actually just been really low Earth orbit. And that's kind of sad. Do you think that the reason why we haven't been back yet is because it really just didn't make logistical sense? Like if there was no, if there was no greater mission beyond it, it would kind of seem just pointless. Well, let me ask you about what was the reason we went to the moon? I have my reason. What's yours? Oh, I think the reason that we went the first time was because that was the farthest frontier that we could get to at the time. Nope. Nope. That's not what I was thinking. What were you thinking? Fuck the Ru- fuck the Russians. Well, that's exactly yes, what but it the was. space race in general. I mean, that was we were losing the space race though. Right, but that was they the, had most the first satellite. They had the first man in orbit. Right, but that was the first realistic target prize outside of orbit. So sure. But like, you know, as quickly as we started going there, we stopped. So because there really was no point to keep going back. I think now there is a point. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. Very true. So we have to make it um commercially successful. Why should we go to the moon? We shouldn't go to the moon because NASA's like, 
you know, therefore, by the end of this decade, we will <laughs> go to the moon. You know, none of that. It should be like, because there's money there. In fact, all that regolith is is crushed up Bitcoin. Go get it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, people are like, hell yeah, we're going. So if there were gold on the moon, I think we would we would be there permanently already. So I, I just don't know that there's anything useful there yet. So I think that's part of the problem. Useful testing ground and, and useful launching pad, probably. <laughs> useful testing ground to a 1950s scientist means, hey, we can blow up some nukes there. <laughs> hey, cool. Right. You know, I, I I hope we don't nuke the moon just for fun. Is hopefully we no, but I think we get a lot more volunteers to live on the moon to be the test case for beyond the moon. Then, hey, we need, the- we need seven people on a one-way trip to Mars. We're going to give this a shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think the Mars thing is, is a bridge too far. I think we need to go to the moon, learn how to live in essentially a bubble. Hey, guess what? You cannot go outside without a spacesuit, which is a small bubble around you. And then when you get tired of being in a small bubble, go to the big bubble, which is the shelter. And oh, by the way, if the air runs out, the power goes out, we're screwed. Hey, sounds great. And if I actually want to do just that and have even less risk, how about we just explore our oceans? Because we we know more about the moon surface than we do about our own oceans floor. Yeah, but just I'd saying. rather us be dicking around up there than messing up the oceans more oh, yeah. than they're already the, messed up. The oceans have no sex appeal because there's just like blackness. It's just dark. Where you go to the moon, you're like, astronaut. Oh, yeah. You know what I've been the most shocked about this high-res footage coming from Mars? Is how m- uh, the the McDonald's sign on the horizon? That too, but how much it <laughs> how much it just looks like Dang Moab? <laughs> it, Utah. Oh, looks uh, just like it. It looks like nothing. You mean? <laughs> oh, it's a soundstage, Bob. <laughs> the Earth's really flat, and they just did this from Moab, Utah. Is that in Utah? Yes. Okay, at least you got to go. Right. It's a great little, flat Earth part. Great little area by the Colorado. Oof, it's awesome. I don't know. I. It'd be one of those things if I could teleport there, like spend like a lunch and then teleport home. Sure. But I don't know. I want to take a lot of time to travel. No, there's a... I mean, I'm sure it's great. There's a drive from here. that You can go all the way there. You could even continue to go on to Vegas if you wanted to. It's just gorgeous. Like every step of the way. (sighs) I need need some... I need some old man t- vacation time like you where I'm just like, you know what? I want to do nothing because I just don't have that gene in me. I'm always got to be doing something. So maybe, maybe it's a flaw I need to overcome. Nah. Anyway. Um, do you, l- let me ask you a pointy question. <laughs> Cause that's who the only kind the you ask moon? me. <laughs> it, who owns the moon? Does a, can a country own it? No. Why I mean, not? Eventually they could. They'd just have to fight for it. Because if you can't own the moon, why can you own certain parts of the Earth? Well, right. I'm just asking. No, no. I mean, I know where you're going. Um, I think <laughs> right? I think as trips... So let's say that this is playing out the way you and I have conceived it in our non-scientific uh, astronaut brains. And we are going to start to go to the moon more regularly to stage a launch or stage colonies for practice for Mars. Other people are going to start to do that too. As soon as two groups go, then they're going to start setting up camp perimeters and, 
you know, right. There's more favorable places to live there. I'm sure too. So there'll be squabbles over who gets what neighborhood and, and then eventually they'll fight for it and there'll be different ownerships. I mean, it's just like any colonization, probably first come first served. And then the second person has to steal a spot of their land. <laughs> right. And, and so the eventuality is given enough time, 100% of the earth will be territorialized, right? Yeah. It'll, the earth and almost so already is. So the, the part of the premise of, uh, for all mankind is that it's the Russians have gotten there and the Americans have both established a base and they're kind of skirmishing a little bit, just like they would yeah. hear. And if you take that to the eventuality, the whole moon is, um, colonized. One becomes dominant and maybe there's their first moon war or the moon wants to attack the earth or vice versa. Man, I don't think we'll see the <laughs> the moon attacking the earth. I think you'll see skirmishes on the moon that might actually translate to skirmishes on earth. Um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, someone's going to get there first. They're going to pick the sweetest plot of land that is the best for supporting whatever purpose they decide to go there first for. Someone's going to be like, well, we should get a piece of that. And then they'll have to figure it out, you know or find another sweet plot of land that suits their purposes. But I guarantee for right now, the maps they're plotting, there's probably only one of those spots. So I'm almost thinking like if we were to call, or we as humanity were to colonize the moon, it would almost be like the Antarctica example where there's kind of, there is kind of like the different zones kind of controlled by the different countries. It's inhospitable as all get out. We really don't want to be here, but we're here for science purpose and some, whatnot but i guarantee you if they find gold in the antarctic that thing <laughs> blows up overnight same with the moon if they find something there that is valuable like platinum or gold or or something which you would think it should exist here because one of the theories of how the moon was formed to get hit by another planet protoplanet and basically mixed with earth and split off. I mean, this is all, you know, scientific theory hypothesis. So what I'm getting at is, is what's here should also be there to some degree. Uh, it's just a matter of right. whether or not it's mineable. Right. Yeah. As soon as it becomes commercially viable, then we got problems. I think if it's just research, it should remain pretty peaceful. But as soon as there's money to be made, pff, all bets are off. Yeah. I think Hollywood's missed out because I haven't seen a movie yet where there's like the first moon war or whatever. There we go. Netflix. You want to send me a, a team of writers? We'll, we'll figure it out. Well, I think Hollywood did the same thing that science did for the most part. They ignored it because there just wasn't a next step. I think now that there's a next step, I think Holly, you're going to see Hollywood jumping on moon movies too. So who knows? Yeah. Like, like I said, the expanse in, in the for all mankind, they are kind of using the moon now. And the the thing I really like about the expanse is also they they pull in things like Ceres and uh, the asteroid belt and the belters and you know things like that. The only thing I hate about that show is oh look the proto molecule it's turning us all into zombies and they're killing us. You know, like, like season one, I hated that. I just hate that. Can we not think of something else? And the damn proto molecules 
still a thing in the recent season. I'm just like, well, anyway. that basically created the never ending, <laughs> the never ending conflict thread. So like, you know, no, I, I swear we destroyed it all. Well, as soon as they say that, you know, like, no, you know, they didn't. And so it's going to, I mean, it's a recurring character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So, all right, Bob. Getting off the moon in space for a second, I, I did want to touch on one thing before we left today to get your get your take on it. Um, and this kind of goes back to the splinter web thing we were talking about a little bit earlier too. So, Twitter has announced that they're going to have oh, some yeah. kind of like a Patreon ish. They call it Super Follows. And so basically, if you become a super follow, you're you're telling the content provider that you will pay for bonus content. I, did, I, I really don't like the monetization of all this stuff. I don't like I feel like that's a giant step I don't backwards either. too. And and let's be honest, like if you look at your Patreon stuff like that, it's not if you, given a thousand people who sign up to get money, ask for money, a thousand people aren't getting money. No, not at all. You know, at, at, at last check, it's like the very tiny top part of people are actually making a Patreon work for them and whatnot. So I look at this as Twitter going, hey, guys, let's join the bandwagon. But again, if if you or I were like, hey, sign up for my content and my exclusive content, everyone's going to go, Haha, yeah, I could I could do that now if you had a Patreon, Kevin. But um, I wouldn't do that if we had a Patreon. I mean. Who does this? Who's going to be successful at this? It's going to be the same people who'd be successful at a Patreon right now. It's your top X percent that are like super popular and people are obsessed with, not for people like us. But even right? those people that I follow, I'm not like the the Patreons that I support. I support them because I like them, not because I can't live without their content. Like I value what it is they're trying to bring to the table, and they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart. And so I'll throw them a buck a month, you know, or three bucks a month if I'm feeling super generous. And I guess, you know, if a thousand people do that, you're starting to talk about some coin, you know, $36,000 a year at that point, if they're at the $3 level, but still there's nobody that I follow that I think their content is worth for me to throw money just to get their content. So can you think of any Twitter personalities who you would even consider giving them nope. even a dollar? Nope. Not a soul on not on Twitter. Fuck no. That place is a cesspool. Because isn't the magic isn't the magic of Twitter that you anyone can say anything at any time like right now? Not because if you have to pay have a paywall, I assume they don't mean, oh, you can see extra tweets from this person because that would be kind of really lame. So what I'm ex- expecting this to be is for four ninety nine a month, you get access to the private podcast from Joe Rogan or blah, blah, blah. Or right. I mean, isn't that right, what they're kind of doing? Why would you use Twitter for that paywall when there's so many existing paywalls already out there? Exactly. This is like, what problem are we solving? Right. That doesn't, you know, and, if it's and I don't really think just we are for, solving a problem. If it's really just for 280 character tweets to get extra of those, no thanks. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> I've largely been off Twitter for quite a while now. You've so largely been off I'm everything. Up- You're even hard to get a hold of on Slack these days. <laughs> Slack's Not definitely the best better, way to get a hold of me. But... <laughs> I've just been really busy and I tell you what I'd rather be busy 
with what I'm busy with right now, work and hobbies and stuff like that, rather than stealing my attention and not getting paid for it. Because again, we've kind of said that's what social media is. They're advertising companies competing for attention dollars. And funny thing is, is I've been bucking that system for a while now. Now, a lot of people say, well, Kevin, how are you going to get followers that way? I don't care. (laughs) I really don't care. The only followers I need are my children. And then, you know, my wife, she pays attention to me once in a while. (laughs) So, you know, I'm good. (laughs) So, you know, otherwise I'm absorbed in my hobbies and my work and I'm getting satisfaction from that rather than giving into the attention stealers because there's 24 hours a day, whether you're Elon Musk or you're me and Elon's getting paid a lot per second more than I am. And if I am spending my attention doing, you know, just being on Twitter, doing the, the, the doom scroll or Facebook or whatever, that means I'm actually not producing the content or being with my kids. I'm, I've come to terms with that a lot lately. Now, I posted some things to SoundCloud recently, you know, because I'm doing music, but I, I'm glad I'm doing that rather than doom scrolling and oh god getting yeah. like and hitting retweet and yeah so i i'm you know i'm just refocusing what's important to me and social media that era of my life i'm actually hoping and i'm just like hey that was kind of fun but mm, whatever well can you indulge me for one last quick topic yes um do you play chess um I love chess. I don't get to play it as often as I would like. So one of the pandemic—I'm curious. One of the pandemic things that happened in our family, um, we do you know extended family Zoom calls weekly with you know because two of my kids live out of state and all that good stuff. But one of the grandparents attends those, or one of the sets of grandparents attends those weekly as well. And you know he's just really brilliant person, and you know he's mention it casually he's like hey do you guys play chess and everyone's like well we know how to move the pieces but we don't really play and he's like (laughs) he's like well would you all be interested in chess.com memberships first of all you can get one for free but if you have a team are they a sponsor bob they are not but they should be um we should say something something.com no i'm kidding (laughs) but anyway so he got us all chess.com um you know first tier membership because it gets you access to uh tutorials and quizzes and puzzles and it's like it actually teaches you how to play the game um but one of the things that i've gotten sucked into because of it is watching chess like on twitch because we stream on twitch you might be watching us on twitch right now but they stream live chess on twitch um used to be over the board but now it's like you know you've got the electronic and they're they're not playing over the board right now because of covid the funny thing is is that the shit talk in the comments. So you think of like a regular YouTube channel, like somebody goes live and just, just the outrageous stuff that people put in the chat comments. You think, Oh, I'm on chess.com. This is a very sophisticated, you know, stream. These are sophisticated chess aficionados. Nope. Dirt balls, just like on all the other channels that <laughs> it's like the moderators are banning people left and right, warning and banning people because you know, it's like sexist, racist, uh, you know, homophobic, you put any ism and ick in there you want. And I'm like, really, this is a chess live stream. Are you kidding me? (laughs) 
I am not surprised whatsoever. Humanity People is love, I'm well. They're anonymous handles, right? It's like yeah, cool guy four four two, you know, or you know, queen killer smoked up four twenty, queen yeah, killer yeah. sixty nine. <laughs> yeah, so it's all anonymity. It's it it. That's the one thing I kind of like about Facebook is if you say something, you're saying it with your name on it. Yeah. Or if you happen and to post a video from an insurrection, it's tagged to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's there's obviously pros and cons there, but as long as the internet allows you to be anonymous, we can totally expect the most primal, terrible, worst, darkest things of humanity to always persist in those forums. Now, here's the best thing about it, though. Not the live streams and the chats. Um, if you play the computers, they, um, well, actually, any game that you play, if you're on a, you know, even on a free tier, you can get one analysis game a day. So you play a game, whether against a live opponent or a computer, and uh, at the end of the game, you can click analyze. And you can actually click through each move of the game that's already happened, and it will tell you, like, this move is on book from this game or this technique and you know this was a mistake or this was a blunder and it will tell you like what the ideal move or the perfect move was and it's all generated by ai ai thought this was a dumb move but i wanted to lose my queen bob <laughs> yeah, right. and you can actually turn that's, it that's you can actually turn it on to get that live feedback during the game but that's really like i would say that's cheating but it's just there's so oh, much yeah. data, like so much historic data there from like every game ever played, basically. So that part's well, pretty cool. I mean, I forget what they're called, but Tic Tac Toe is a, a a a game that if both players know, it, you can always end in a cat game. Yeah. You know, it's the whole war games whopper computer thing. I imagine chess is the same exact thing. It's just with more yeah, more outcomes. Inputs. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And um, my son's been doing a Rubik's Cube. They're making different versions now. So there's just a, a one tier. So imagine if you took a Rubik's Cube and just took off the top layer and then put dots on the bottom side of that. It's it's, it's not as hard, obviously, but Rubik's Cubes are... Interesting. Um, yeah. There's just... For the life of me, I still can't solve a Rubik's Cube. Then I'll see some 10-year-old, one hand not even looking... You know, well, they memorize the sequence. It's a physical object, so there's a sequencing that will actually get you to the end state, no matter where you start. I I looked up the patterns because there's like a finite set of patterns that you can do. To, okay, when when you're in this situation, you do this, and when you're not, one do that. I I'm just too dumb because I I can see the patterns. I'll even look at the pattern and go, okay, I'm like. It doesn't look like that. You know, I'll argue with, oh, it must be wrong. You know, I'm like, no, I'm just an idiot. Edge flip, corner twirl, other uh, sock. Yeah. FF1, B2, oh, R2, you. L2. Yeah. I I went through that phase oh, when I was younger. Yeah. All right. What did we forget? Ah, fuck. We covered a lot today, so I don't think we forgot anything. And there'll be more to talk about next time, too. So give me some, give me some parting sure. thoughts. Um, I hope to live to see where we're on the moon, but I hope to be dead way before the first moon wars. <laughs> um, I think the moon would be amazing place for, for humans to set, set up shop. Um, could you imagine one day we could 
you know, see physical lights emitting back from us at night. That'd be crazy. You know, just like we would, it would be crazy. Um, Especially since that's we my see hope. the light moon, but I guess it'd only be when we see the dark moon. Speaking of which, full moon tonight. Well, during a new moon, yeah, you would see the all lights. the moon, the moon city lights, and that will just absolutely just be ridiculous. So I hope to live that long. Uh, I don't think Mars, I think we'll put people on Mars, but I think it's going to end badly for I, those first people. I bet you we'll see a one way, a one way trip in our lifetime for sure. Well, don't get excited until you start seeing things in orbit and they start landing shelters and things of that nature. Could happen in our lifetime, but old Elon needs to uh, figure out how to make it commercially viable. He's working um, on it. Anyway. He's working on then, it. So that's the good Facebook shit. Um, over to you, Bob. <laughs> I'll just echo what Kevin said. Kids, get off Facebook. It's it's a dumpster fire, and they're stealing your identity, whether you know it or not, and then also recrafting it. So don't do that. Um, get interested in chess and science and the moon and crap like that, and uh, become a super follow for the Bob and Kevin show when uh, they turn that feature on so you can patronize us just kidding don't do that either yeah well we'll have to figure out what the hell it is <laughs> we're gonna offer them right <laughs> yeah so uh like us follow us subscribe to us find the podcast wherever podcasts are found uh we're on the youtubes the tweeters the twitches we're everywhere just find us and uh hit us up on twitter is probably the best social media and tell us whether we're doing all right or not and until next time i'm bob that's kevin I'm Kevin. Yep, that is Kevin. See ya. (laughs) Bye-bye. Hey, have you ever wondered how you can get in touch with us at The Bob and Kevin Show? Well, first, you can try us via email at comments at bobandkevinshow.com. Or are you more into social? If so, you can find us on Twitter at Bob and Kevin Show. Or on Instagram as Bob N. Kevin Show. That's Bob, the letter N, Kevin Show. And if you're still on Facebook, you can even find us at facebook.com slash Bob and Kevin Show. And for the serious business fans, you can even find us on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash company slash the dash Bob dash Kevin dash show. How's that for a handle? Let's connect. <laughs>